This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane and it's another chance to make it three and he doesn't miss this time. And Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. From the comfort of Boyce's home, this is episode 31 of our second season. Hope you all had a fun weekend. As usual, I'm here with the leader of the Kansas City Spurs fan group, the man who is still seeing red from the weekend's EPL action and who still can't get over the Kentucky Derby disqualification. They are for horses. It's Jerba Smente. How are you, bud? <laughs> <laughs> Just because we've got some new gear. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm still mad at your uh, uh, your adopted son, Juan Foyt, but I am certain we will get to that. We might. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> the show wouldn't be complete without the leader of the Casey Gooners, the man who's now added Brighton to his least favorite team hit list and who thinks Cal Drogo might make an epic Game of Thrones return. Aquaman for the win. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? You know, I was on my way back from Des Moines with the game on my phone and had to pull over to the side of I-35 to watch the last just futile 15 minutes of that match. I'm still not over it. Does anyone want a granite Jaka? I think we're good. Jared, do you need him for Spurs? It's a Mother's Day present. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I, I do run out of things to hit with my car. Um... <laughs> One of those, one of those. All right, as usual, we're going to start with the game. All three points, so from the three topics given, each person or team is going to get a statistical question stemming from the match and then a round of discussion will follow afterwards. So three points for a correct guess. And here are today's topics. Spurs, 9 v 11. Man United missed top four. Liverpool's not done yet. And Jared, you're up first this week. So what is your pick? Ah. <sighs> All right, let's talk about it. Get it out of the way early. <laughs> Spurs suffer a last-minute defeat at the hands of the Mighty Cherries, thanks in part to red card recipients Sun Hung Min and Juan Foyth. The final score is 1-0. Uh, Jared, your question for this one. Hoyth, Hoyth? God, I can't even say his name. Foyth was sent off 133 seconds after coming on as a sub. Since 2015, what is the fastest ever EPL red card awarded for a substitute? Is it 56 seconds, 38 seconds, or 15 seconds? (laughs) Now I can look at him in the eye and see his pain as he tries to figure it out. See, I was hoping he'd go, like, one of them under a minute. Because I know it's under, obviously, it's under a minute. Um... It's really fast. Uh, what was the middle one you said? 38 seconds. Let's go with 15 seconds. Unlucky, bud. No, it is not that. It is 38 <laughs> seconds. It was the middle one. And we wonder why he lost. He's so um, consistent in uh, you know, talking myself out of correct <laughs> answers. Bonus points for guessing who it might have been for. It happened somewhat recently. I feel like this happened recently. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> Do I hate this person? Um, maybe. I don't know. Not like for sure hate him. There's no like viciousness there, but you might. Uh, I I have no idea. Boyce, yeah. I, Troy Deeney. <laughs> Good guess, but no. Uh, Steven Gerrard, back in March 2015 against United. He came I would on, not have guessed that. He came on as a no. sub. I think even if you'd given me Liverpool, I wouldn't have been able to guess it's that. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty sure I watched that match. <laughs> <laughs> he came on as a sub uh, at the beginning of the second half, and 38 seconds later, 
he was gone. But anyway, for Spurs, it was a simple win and in situation to get Champions League football. Why do they make it so hard on themselves, Jared? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, we were on the group chat and I told you guys I was muting it and I, I, you will see me tomorrow. I was, I was not okay. Uh, I left the watch early. I did not see uh, uh, the goal. Uh, I got the alert on my phone. I turned it off. Remarkably frustrated with this team. I think that is lack of focus and discipline. There's no two ways about it. Everyone wants to talk about, you know, suddenly I see, you know, that Tottenham are how the team that have the most World Cup minutes played. And we're talking about the depth of the team and all of that. None of that is revelatory. This is focus and composure coming down the stretch. And they simply, honestly, did not have it. We talked last week about how Bournemouth is anything but a walkover. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's capable of scoring goals, especially at home. Uh, they played an inspired brand of football. And following them, I mean, if you saw Ryan Fraser last week come on and just be a spark plug for that team, did the same thing here. I'm actually shocked that we got away with it for as long as we did. Uh, because, frankly, there's an argument for Eric Dyer uh, should have been removed from that match I think in under 30 minutes uh, and we were joking that, wow, apparently this, uh, this referee is going to do us a favor today. Uh, and then I, the only thing I can hope and take from this is that is a remarkably uncharacteristic action by Hung Min Sun. Right. And it is remarkably characteristic action by Juan Foyth because it was a sheer just stupidity in mm-hmm. both, uh, uh, in both circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go back and I look at it. Um, as much as I could argue, maybe it was harsh for Sonny. I don't know. You can't pop up and just shove somebody. Right. Uh, and uh, whoever he shoved, and I'm blanking now if it was King or not. Uh, um, he with a T. I can't remember his name. Though, but but. Uh, goes down and immediately, immediately grabs his ankle, right. hits the deck hard. Which is the funniest part, too, because... I like, believe it was Jefferson Lerma. That sounds right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, which... Again, doesn't have a T in it. Don't. But, <laughs> for those of you playing it on home, minus one to James. Uh, but again, you don't put yourself in that situation, right? Uh, and then with Foyt, it is a red. You are in the attacking half. You are moving forward with the ball. You lose the ball because you suck. And then you jump into a two-footed studs-up tackle yeah. to a defender who's just standing there. Of course it's a red card. I mean, my God. So... Uh, if, if there's any silver lining, uh, is that, you know, Sonny got a nice little break uh, going <laughs> into Ajax. Uh, he didn't get injured, so he's going to be integral. Uh, and then, you know, Spurs are saved by the rest of the results of the weekend. Right. And it is it is frustrating because it is merely a coin toss. I mean, to say that, you know, have we been quality? I mean, no. You're talking about coming down to those individual moments that are suddenly very, very important. Right now, that pair Emek Aubameyang penalty at the death in the North London Derby is the difference, amongst other things. But for these two clubs, that's what they're going to be looking at. And it's just, again, it's a coin toss, and it is it is remarkably frustrating. And uh, it is kind of the best of both worlds if you're a Spurs fan because, one, it uh, you're through. Barring a cataclysmic, you know, Eight flood goal of goals yep. <laughs> uh, uh, on the last day, which, hey, man, the, it, after <laughs> seeing this, the uh, yes, it, it, it is possible. Uh, but also still shows, look, this team desperately needs depth, 
talent a massive influx of cash because you can't ride you think that you know united are going to stand for this you know coming in next year you think you know despite even the tra- transfer ban and all that chelsea are still going to do something i'm sure yeah. they always hang around i think arsenal's not going to spend any money this year uh you know coming in i mean this is the premiership and we have to uh, be able to make those moves in the off season so right now i'm breathing okay my anger has subsided but only because we, uh, uh, you know, we got the lucky horseshoe. Mm-hmm. The end of season party is uh, potentially back on. Uh, boys, here's your quiz question. When was the last time Spurs lost six consecutive away EPL matches? Was it 2012, 2004, or 1992? 1992. Unlucky. No, it is not. It is 2004. So the kind of middle of the pack number there. Um Kind of stemming from what Joe was talking about a little bit, with this result and the result from the Arsenal-Brighton fixture, do you think Spurs deserve to be where they are currently? If I'm being honest, I don't think anybody in the top six that's vying to get into the top four deserves anything at this point. I it, will agree with that. I was going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Chelsea fan, a Spurs fan, an Arsenal fan, or a United fan, you have to look at the last two months and just be embarrassed. And I, I think we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, and I think it is legitimately true. The weight of EPL fixtures intermingled with European competition has decimated these teams. United has alternative problems because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was in a terrible appointment made in the ultimate of haste. And just they're going to come to regret that if they don't regret it already. But I think if you look at the other squads, it, it's ridiculous. Let's take United for an example. They had six of the clearest points possible towards the end of this campaign. You go to a Huddersfield team that's been relegated for God knows how long, and you take three points, and then they have Cardiff at home, and they've been relegated in the interim. If you, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but if I had been, United would be on 71 points at the end of the campaign, and Spurs are sitting on 70 right now. And I think without Hongmin Son, you know, one, one fourth aside, but they already don't have Harry Kane. You're talking about a situation where Spurs could very easily lose to an Everton team who have been pretty good over the last few weeks. Chelsea go to Leicester on the last match of the season. They put up a hell of a fight against uh, Manchester City today. But, you know, I'll take it from the Arsenal perspective. It's just embarrassing. And there's something to be said. Spurs at least had a hold of this match in the earlier part of it. But as much as I laud Eddie Howe and as much as I laud Bournemouth throughout the year, they showed no interest in this match whatsoever. They looked completely outclassed in the first half. And in the second half, even two men up, they were kind of just passing the ball around. And you really had, as an outside observer, you really had to wonder whether or not they were ever going to put the ball into the back of the net. But it's Spurs, so it was inevitable that it was post-90 minutes. I, it just, it's hard to look at the race for the top four this season and not be dissatisfied. As an Arsenal fan, you're looking at a team that took four of its last 18 points and one of its last six points at home. You know, again, looking at it in the same pathway that I was looking at United, we were sitting on 66. You'd venture to say that Emery should put all of his chips into the two home matches, guarantee that we get to 72, and then just sort of bet the house on the other matches and see where you go. But these teams don't have any depth. United's chaos. Chelsea have been dealing with injuries. Arsenal have been dealing with injuries. And Spurs have been dealing with injuries. But the thing is that unlike Liverpool and especially Manchester City, None of those teams have a second 11 that they can just plug and play in. And especially, you know, if, if City have a low-level Champions League match, 
they just play their second 11, right? Maybe they plug in somebody else, but they're bringing Leroy Sané off the bench, right? This, this, yeah. Gabriel Spurs, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and, but the danger is that these things aren't going to change next year. It's not like Liverpool is going to get worse. I think other teams, you know, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, and Spurs are all going to be in the transfer market. Arsenal, I think, have a lot to do. I think Manchester United have the most to do. But even if you look at a team like Spurs, you're going to lose Alderweireld, and you're probably going to lose Christian Eriksen. And the thing is, you might get a ton of money for them, but Spurs haven't necessarily demonstrated, nor have a lot of the other competing top six teams, that they can go into the transfer market and actually pull people out. Even as an Arsenal fan, how are you going to replace Toby Alderweireld? I would take him on the Arsenal team immediately, and I'm sure Spurs would do that as well. It, you know, Their inability to work out that deal with United has impacted them now, much like Arsenal's inability to do transfers has impacted them. Allowing Ericsson to get into his last year is going to impact what Spurs can get for him. There's a long way for any of those teams to compete. And Chelsea with the transfer ban, as Jared referenced earlier, they're going to lose Hazard this summer. And then, the, you know, I, Christian Pulisic is good, but Eden Hazard, he is not. And you subtract Eden Hazard from that Chelsea squad, and you're left with, you know, Fat Thor, Gonzalo Higuain, and <laughs> <That's a new laughs> the the remnants. And there's just, there's not much there. So, you know, I look at 1920, I it's hard not to envision a similar situation playing out where Liverpool and City are fighting back and forth and City's going to drop another $200 million. Boys, up next for the next one. We have two topics left, which is Man United missed top four and Liverpool's not done yet. So which one would you like to choose? Well, we're doing this in the aftermath of Manchester City's victory against Leicester. So I think Liverpool might actually be done. But let's go ahead and talk about the most ridiculous result of the weekend, which was... Arsenal, or not Arsenal against Huddersfield. <laughs> Arsenal was ridiculous. Manchester United against Huddersfield. Man United's draw with Huddersfield means they miss out officially on a Champions League spot for next year. The final score was 1-1. One one. Uh, boys, your question from this one. In all competitions, United are now winless in how many away games? Is it six, seven, or nine? Nine. It is just six, just six, but I like the ambition there. Uh, believe it or not, six is their worst streak since November of 2014, so those records are going to keep on breaking. Um, so I can't, we, we did touch a little bit on it just now, but um, not securing top four for next season. How do we see this United team now moving forward into the next season? I think it's going to be extremely difficult for them, primarily because you look at a team like Arsenal, they have one player on 350,000 pounds a week. That's Mesut Ozil. You're trying to get him out of the lineup. What do you do about that? That's a difficulty. You look at Manchester United's lineup. You've got Alexis Sanchez nearing <laughs> half a million pounds per week. You've got Pogba on slightly less than that. But you have a host of players that are making a ton of money, and they've all got to go. But again, in the same complex sort of idea that Arsenal have, you also have to get people that are willing to pay the salaries that you're paying them when you transfer them, which right. levels the playing field to a number of teams that's like 5 to 10. So what are you going to do if you're United? They have 18 billion pieces that they need. Maybe they'll go out and get Koulibaly. Maybe they'll go out and get people to where they're not running Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, <laughs> and buy out it for matches. But their their biggest problem right now is I think even more so than Arsenal, Manchester United are going to be impacted by the fact that they're going to be playing in the Europa League next year. Right. And Paul Pogba is not going to stick around and play in the Europa League. Um, 
you wonder whether or not players like Alexis Sanchez are going to want to stick around and play in the Europa League while they're eating all of this capital. Will Koulibaly want to come in and play for Manchester United? And then, you know, as I referenced earlier, do any of these players want to play for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Like, <laughs> he's not done anything except not be Jose Mourinho since he was appointed. And for the earlier part of the season when he was there and they were playing teams in the bottom half of the table, everything seemed really great because he wasn't Jose Mourinho and they went on a little bit of a run and they erased the deficit. But that team is what it is. And there is a lot of shifting that needs to go on. And there are component pieces there. But when you have such a tight differential between the four teams that are vying for two spots he's not the man to get you over the hump. And, you know, there might be discussions about whether or not Unai Emery is the person to get, you know, Arsenal over the top. Pochettino, clearly the class of the four coaches involved in that. You know, Spurs need to budget. But, I mean, Manchester United are done for a while. They're not making it back into the top four in 1920 unless something just miraculous happens. You never know. Crazy things have happened. Uh, Jared, your question from this one. How many total home goals have Huddersfield scored this season? Is it 10, 15, or 22? I think they've only scored at home. Um, what's their goal difference? It's like negative 26. I think that might be cheating. Uh, you are incorrect, <laughs> but I will tell him. It is negative 54. Negative good grief. Uh, home go- you know what? I'll, I'll give 22. Yeah, I think they only score at home. It is just 10. Would you believe it? Just 10. A record they now share with Manchester City from the 2006 to 2007 era. Uh, Remember those (laughs) Boy, haven't Manchester City, the Halcyon days, (laughs) haven't they changed? Back when the Gallaghers were sad. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Jared, your thoughts on this United team moving forward? Oh, God. You know, I actually don't know why Boyce uh, is so down on Ollie uh, or or the hiring. Is it just results-oriented or were you... I don't remember you poo-pooing this when he came on because I think it was, we were talking about it. I think we actually cracked the joke that it would be like, you know, I think my English pointer would be more successful than Josie Mourinho uh, in, in, in rallying the uh, the United faithful. But was there something about the hiring that you didn't like? I just think for all intents and purposes, it would have been better to wait until the end of the campaign. I see. Okay. And see what the final result was rather than see whether or not he'd been able to get lightning in a bottle for a little bit. And not be Jose Mourinho. I mean, again, that was the point that we made at the time, though, right? Was he's not Jose Mourinho in some way that's facilitating. Right. He's facilitating (laughs) these results. Actually, I don't know if I said that. I think I said, I miss you, Jose Mourinho. Please make Manchester United terrible again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So with that, it is really hard because, you know, Boyce's point, maybe put another way, uh, United are right back to where they were. They're going to lose Paul Pogba. And you have, you know, discontent uh you know i i really think it was the thinnest of margins i think it would be perhaps we wouldn't be having a different conversation but i think uh you know united faithful would be having a different conversation had they qualify for top four um you know those things kind of save all right you know as much as we chide Jose Mourinho for sitting there and just putting up three fingers and saying oh this is how many titles i've won have some respect that is the currency of management in world football uh so Right now, Ollie is in, I mean, I don't think he's in a tough spot because he's going to make some money and he's going to have a fair amount of funds, I would imagine, uh, to do some transfers and things like that. But you're right. Where do they go from here? I mean, you have Pogba out. You have an albatross of Alexis Sanchez, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hanging over your, uh, hanging around your neck. 
Um, you got some bright spots, you know, uh, uh, McTominay, you know, he's a bright young player, Marcus Rashford, Jesse Lingard. I mean, this is a, this is a team that's great, but you got to figure out what snatched the soul out of David De Gea uh, and, 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 and go forward. I mean, now, Grant, there's no love loss for me here. I mean, this is the guy uh, who just walked into a donut shop. You guys remember that story and just take a pastry because he's David De Gea. Uh, so if I'm, if I'm, you know, so United, if you're producing, great. Okay. But now you're not. So move on from him, get what you can and rebuild. I agree with Boyce. I think they're kind of gone, uh, you know, for a little bit. It's still United money, so who knows? But it's a, kind of an odd, odd world where we're sitting here and United, you know, they'll be playing on uh, playing on Thursday nights. You know, I'm very excited. And by the way, if you're watching this match, now we know. Uh, we have another answer uh, for our... Look out. <laughs> uh, for our uh, name of our podcast. It was Imbenza. There it uh, is. Who caused a... Uh, I think there were eight minutes of stoppage time because the poor Huddersfield grounds crew had to go in and find a new corner flag. And then the fitting, they couldn't get the fitting out of the original flag. So you had these two gentlemen playing tug of war at the John Smith stadium and the cheering that happened when they finally got the fitting out and then put it on the new one. And then the flag wouldn't stand up. It was a comedy of errors. <laughs> and I found it oddly symbolic of Manchester United season. Yeah, it was, there was flash and then something went wrong that you think that they should be able to fix, but caused a ridiculous delay <laughs> that allowed us to mock them. And then at the end, it was exceedingly mediocre. And that is United season. <laughs> Right, Jared, we're on to you for the last one, which is Liverpool's not done yet. Uh, Liverpool survive a Newcastle scare as they eventually come away with three points at St. James's Park. The final score is three to two. Uh, your question for this one. How many headed goals have Liverpool scored this season? Is it six, 18 or 22? Headed goals. Six. I don't think it's very many. It's actually 18. Okay. Would it is, you it be- is very many. Would you believe that? Sadio Mane had two of those in one match. There you go. See? Well, and then you have Virgil van Dijk, so I guess I should have. That's true. Really yeah, thought, really they got two players. That. But it is, in fact, more than any other team this season. I'm potentially surprised. I'm so tired of <laughs> Who them. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Liverpool have actually shown some real fight in this uh, title run-in, as demonstrated by this game. But if City do go on and win it now, as it's looking increasingly likely, where did Liverpool go wrong? existing in the this version <laughs> of the timeline i mean is that Timeline's is cute. that is that good enough i mean you're really looking at a liverpool squad that uh by any other metric in any other season except for last season and this one uh because they're looking at if they win they'll finish on what 96 points 97 points 97 points so i'm not a scientist but how many points in the Invincible season, boys? I actually don't know. Uh, what? <laughs> well, well, we know City was the first. This is not being edited. <laughs> it was the first, you know, 100-point season, right? So we're right. talking about they could lose it this year. They would have lost it last year if they performed at this point. Right. So the two of the highest scoring points, at least in recent memory, you're talking about they would have won the premiership in literally any other year. Right. So I effectively, it's what, bad luck? I mean... I'll have to go back, look at some of their results, but I got to tell you, to to say that there was any kind of glaring issue or uh, or misstep, I think is a little harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, it was ninety points by Arsenal in 0-3-0-4. Okay, so, so there you go. seven points less. 
I mean, you're, you're going back, you know, in retrospect, you know, there's a, uh, you know, there's, there's a draw against United, uh, back in February, which I think, uh, was a little, I think it's harsh to go back and judge that as a misstep now, now that we know what this United team was. I mean, that was post sacking and it was a high performing and now we know overperforming, uh, United squad. Um, I think if you're uh, if you're a fan of the Reds, I think you'll look back at that Merseyside Derby. You look back at that nil-nil draw uh, at Goodison Park and think, well, if that's a match that I mean, it's just like the North London Derby, right? You know, it, it doesn't matter where those teams are in the table; you expect to win that match. Um, and it's a derby, so crazy things happen. But I think if you're a Liverpool supporter, you're going to look back on that North London, or I'm sorry, on that Merseyside Derby and think, had we taken care of business, that was the title. Um, and I don't think that's particularly unfair. Uh, but as Boyce mentioned, this is a, this is a dangerous Everton squad. Uh, this is, they are dragon slayers at this point. And I'll tell you what, looking back, they got a lot of feathers in their cap, uh, uh, for this season and playing the spoiler. Uh, and, uh, as a, you know, at least up until, uh, up until this Sunday as a Spurs supporter playing the hero. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hard to be critical here. Um, but, uh, I, I think domestically, I think we have a lot of criticisms internationally for Liverpool. I think that's a different conversation. Uh, but domestically, I, I think it's just being born at this time. Yeah. Uh, boys, your question from this one. How many assists has Trent Alexander Arnold registered this season? Is it seven, eight or 11? You know, he's been a stalwart on my FPL team. I'm going to go with 11. That is correct, yes. Oh, my God, on the board. Our first three points of the game. The guys can actually see now that I do take the scores on a notepad. There it is. Um, Yeah, I've started to keep it, too, just to keep you honest. (laughs) Visual right there. Um, So on this Liverpool team then, so clearly like we've been talking about, there's, you know, so far they can go. But next year, are they going to be in a better position to maybe take the title? Or do we think there's still going to be some signs of... Suggesting otherwise? I think it's hard to argue that they're going to be better positioned to seek the title next year when City lost an array of matches in a row, or at least in close proximity because of Fernandinho's injury. And the rumors have already started that they're going to go steal somebody from Atletico Madrid, who's another world-class holding midfielder. It's just hard to compete with City. You know, Liverpool have done a great job. They've been selling players. They've used that to fund quality purchases and their scouting has been incredible and we talked about it a little bit earlier they went out and bought the best possible player they spent a lot of money on Virgil van Dyke, and I think that there were times that people questioned whether or not that was a responsible expenditure but I think it's been demonstrated over and over and over again that it is I was one of them right but <laughs> to to Jared's earlier point I actually think the weirdest thing about this campaign is the fact that if Riyad Mahrez scores that penalty at Anfield it's an entirely different discussion that we're having right now. Mm-hmm. That two points, well, I guess it would have been three points for the swing, and Liverpool wouldn't have gotten one at all, I think makes a significant difference for the rest of the year. And if anybody else on that team but Riyad Mahrez takes that penalty kick, you have to assume that it's in the back of the net. And Liverpool kind of rode their luck as far as that goes. And it's weird to say in our year 2019, but the reality is there's just that there's not that much margin for error if you want to compete for a title with Manchester city right now. And you know, you can't ride your luck like that. And it's crazy because they have one loss. 
Liverpool will have one loss this season to the eventual title holder, and it's really going to come down to draws. Manchester City lost a few matches, but they're on, what, 11 in a row or 12 in a row right now? It's unreal, and the level of scoring, you know, it's just crazy. Laporte lost his mind for a match against you guys, and everything went upside down for a little while. But other than that, Manchester City have been incredible, and I don't even know what Liverpool's goals against is this year, but City and Liverpool have goal differentials of 69 for Manchester City and 65 for Liverpool, which is is crazy. But, you know, to, to return to your question, I just don't, I don't see how it's possible. I don't see what Liverpool can do in the offseason with the finances that they have and the pieces that they have and turn around and be better than Manchester City. Their only hope is that Aguero having another year and Silva probably retiring means that that City lose some pieces, but the people that they're going to bring Sané off the bench. I, what still do you got another squad? Right. Guess, what are you going to do when they have one of the best young German players in the world and one of the top ten young players in the world on their squad that just suddenly enters in? And you know, if Aguero goes goes down or gets hurt or he gets a little older, they've got Gabriel Jesus on the bench. I mean, it just it's not fair. And they're going to turn around and they've made a mockery of financial fair play, and they're just going to keep buying and. I just don't see how it changes. I guess we'll see. Uh, let's move on to section number two, which is, of course, another round of our favorite game, which is Rumor Mill. So once again, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something that is not true at all and I made up. So it's basically true or false. So two points for a correct guess. And Boyce, you are up first with this one. Arsene Wenger has emerged as the front runner to replace Rafael Benitez. Should the Spaniard leave his post at Newcastle United. Is that true or false? I hate Rumor Mill. Primarily because <laughs> Arsene Wenger would never take the, now. He'd great. never take the Newcastle <laughs> position, but did somebody what? print that? It's, it's so below him. <laughs> like, what is that? Also, Newcastle have no business getting rid of Rafa Benitez. I'm going to say false. It's true. That is ridiculous. <laughs> it's the tune. It's the old lady story. Yeah, they, they need hope. They need something. Uh, the Chronicle Live um, apparently wrote those words. Well, they did because I read it and I laughed. Um, but anyway, let's let's move over to Jared. Jared, this one's for you. Paul Pogba has announced his plans to stay at Manchester United with insider reports suggesting his weekly salary will actually increase. Oh, I got that. I got the stare from him. Oh, it's so real. Uh, is that true or false? <laughs> it's like playing cards with James now. I like this <laughs> much like better poker. life. Look at that. He's got the vein popping out of his forehead. God, I don't know. no, don't look, look at that. that. <laughs> that's absurd. I'm going to go true. Wait, so you're saying that's absurd, so you're going true? Correct. Are you sure? Yes. It is false, though. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> this game is... Somehow this even worse than garbage. Every time. Absolutely. Gar- uh, of course he's going to leave. Like, why is, would he say that? I right. realize that I'm coming on the other side now, but just, uh. Yeah. He's, uh, he actually did say the opposite. He, well, he didn't say it outright, but there's reports suggesting that he wants out in Barcelona. Apparently it's a team he wants to go to. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Boys, this next one is for you. Barcelona, speak of the devils, are planning a £70 million summer move for Arsenal's French international forward, Alexandre Lacazette. True or false? True. 
It is true. Nice. Got one. There you go. The what? Yeah, according to the Sunday Express. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. the man that thinks that Christian Eriksen is going to Barcelona <laughs> thinks Alexander Lacazette going to Barcelona yeah. is ridiculous. I didn't say Christian's going to Barcelona. He's going to Real Madrid. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Equally ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I hope you're right. I want to stay. Yeah, well, any, anything from this, you have to just assume the opposite. Uh, but the Sunday Express did write those words. I don't see that happening. Do you? <laughs> I certainly hope not. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's hope he does stick around there. Uh, Jerry, this last one's for you. With Premier League safety secured, Brighton boss Chris Hutton are now looking to is now excuse me looking to spend money in the summer with an estimated budget of fifty million pounds. I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Budweiser. It's, it's a beautiful sound though. It's definitely not Budweiser. <laughs> let's see. Chris Hutton, uh, a yid, by the way. Uh, come on, you Spurs. Had a boy doing his favor. Um, 50 mil. Sure. You going with Trey? Sure. It's false. I'm going to come across <laughs> this table. <laughs> it's full. I literally just made that up. I don't know. I've been drinking. James. <laughs> I know. I should step further back. Um, I just, I literally completely made that up. Um, I don't know if he's going to. Spend anything now. How does your wife trust you? Let's talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. That's for the Extra Time podcast coming soon. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to our last segment, which, of course, is another round of player profile. Uh, So, as usual, I'll provide five different clues to a Premier League player. First person to shout their name and correctly guess their player wins those points. But you only get one guess as an incorrect shot. We'll freeze you out. This week, your clue to these players is Spanish Inquisition. This simply translates to EPL players who were born in Spain and are Spanish nationals. <laughs> born Easy. in Spain and are Spanish. And are not Spanish. No, that, that would be a real trip. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It depends on your view of the uh, in, you know, independence of Catalonia. Let's there talk you about go. That. That, yeah. that could actually be part of this. Yeah. Um, it isn't, though. I'll All take right. it up with them next weekend. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready to go? Let's sure. do it. All right. Player number one has been with this club since 2013. Where's the number 18 shirt? Actual first name is Ignacio. Is a defender. Jared. Yes, Jared. Marcus Alonso. It is not Marcus Alonso, no. And that does freeze you out. So, boys, this last clue is for you. Plays for Arsenal. Nacho Monreal. Nacho Monreal. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And that'll get you those two points. Ignacio, maybe you should keep that name instead. Nacho. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, player number two is 34 years old. Has been with this club since 2016. Uh, is a striker. Jared. Yes, Jared. Fernando Llorente. It sounds just so delicious from that microphone. But yes, it is Fernando Llorente. That does get you those two points. The other clues for that one were, has only scored one EPL goal currently thus far. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and plays for Tottenham Hotspur. And is strikingly handsome. And is, that was the bonus clue of you <laughs> still struggling on that one. Um, he's no Drew. He's, <laughs> he's mm. going to be a look-off like Zoolander. Uh, plan number three. Has 11 letters in his last name. Plays as a defender. Jared. Boyce. 
Jared. See, now it's actually fair because I can tell who got it. Jared, who is it? Mankio. It is not. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. you out, unfortunately, no. I'll just yes now. I mean, sure, go ahead. Is it Aspilicueta? It is Aspilicueta. Uh, yes, and that does give you those two points. M-A-N-Q-U-I-L-L. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, to, got to check. Uh, the other clues on this one was, has been with this club since 2012, plays for Chelsea, first name is like a Caesar salad. Um, player number four, celebrated his birthday last week. Who remembers that? Once played for Chelsea... Juan Mata. I didn't even say my name. Juan Mata. <laughs> Boys, yes, it is Juan Mata. Nice work. And that'll get you his right. uh, blog post. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, seven words. You deserve better. <laughs> there are no words. Love it. That's great. <laughs> but he used words. Which is a weird. Yeah, I mean, they're ball players, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know. Yeah, Juan Mata. I love it. Uh, other clues were players as a midfielder, currently plays for United. First name is Juan. There's only one. I am being one. destroyed. Look at that score. Good dream. I mean, now you can it's, see it's it. It's so much nicer <laughs> that he can just see it all the time. <laughs> I'm not, I can't even look. My computer screen's in the middle of Kinda it. Kind of covered now. Um, I won't announce the scores to the listeners just yet, but it's not looking good for Jared. Let's put it mildly like that. Uh, this last player is worth a bonus nine points. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and bleeds for Tottenham. <laughs> Actually, yes, no. Uh, the final player of the game has been with this club since 2010. He is 33 years of age. Has only ever played for one EPL team. Has scored six goals this season. Plays for... Yes, boys. David Silva. David Silva. Bam. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Great. And that'll get you... Those next two points. Oh, uh, the last clue on that one was plays for Manchester City. Ooh, all right. That is the game, and that was fun. See you guys next week. Um, the, <laughs> the, oh, my the, goodness. The final scores on that one. Uh, boys, you, <coughs> congratulations. You got 13 points. And Jared got 11. That's a shame. Oh. <laughs> it was close. I think it, it was, was the two. It's, no, it, it was, it's, it's it, 11. It's... <laughs> Those are ones. It's th- yes, they're Those ones. Those are ones. They're actually two ones standing nice and tall there. Uh, boys, congratulations, bud. Uh, how do you feel? You know, it's my my last one of these for the campaign. Uh-huh. I'm feeling pretty good. I know that Drew Pels is out there listening to the podcast, talking a little bit of trash as we go into the tournament. Over Hi, the Drew. Yeah, he's listening. I know. Yeah, I know. He was he talking is. a little. He was talking a little smack on Twitter this week. I like it. Yeah, I like it. He's probably going to win, but that's okay. I'm feeling good right now. I'm going to go to Spain. I'm going to have myself a little bit of a three-week sojourn. I'm going to come back rested, relaxed, and ready to get ready to ready to potentially take on Drew. Um, I know Drew is a Chelsea fan, and so we're going to have no questions about Chelsea when his round does uh, come along. Jared, bud, uh, not not the best game for you today. Unlucky, um, but how are we feeling? Oh, Obviously, mate, you, know, you know, if uh, you know if you had. We have more Champions League questions. I get so, so, so that's fine. Maybe Drew and I can talk about that. Uh, that's fine. But you know this what? This year you can. You know what, bud? You have fun. I worked in the semifinal. What are we talking about? Yeah, let's have some, let's have some fun. But Chelsea aren't. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm yeah. getting mixed up with this season and take next that, season. But take that, Drew. Yeah, you heard it. Actually, uh, I cannot wait to go against Drew after Arsenal somehow replicate the 2017 FA Cup final and beat Chelsea in Baku, Azerbaijan. I'm actually getting tweets from Drew right now. Let's see. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm surprised you're not going, boys. <laughs> you know, I, I will actually be in Lisbon on May 27th and have looked up flights 
But it's Arsenal, and they still have to go to Valencia on Thursday, even with a 3-1 lead. Not confident. We'll readdress this on Thursday evening. <laughs> I, yes, we should. Obviously, you know Spurs. Uh, we are in Amsterdam uh, on Wednesday, and uh, I, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you hate to say it, uh, you know, this way, but, you know, just, you know, we're just happy to be here, you know, <laughs> but uh, it really is that important. Uh, I, it, it's analogous to, so my wife and I have this, and you'll like this, uh, as, as a Mizzou basketball fan who's never made a Final Four, Power Five school, 100% should have, but, you know, they have underachieved. Uh, boys. KU blue blood fella, you know how he knows how winning feels and all of that. I went to a school, one of the last, I think there are now three, sorry, three or four remaining schools who have been D one double A the entire time <laughs> in basketball and have never made the tournament. So we debate which is more miserable: never being in a Final Four when you're a Power Five conference, or never even making the tournament. Keep in mind that William and Mary have made their conference final. I think five of the last eight years. So when and you're in and they've never made it. So for me, I'm thinking, look, at least you've been there. At least you've had a shot for Spurs just to get there, to have that shot. Right. I don't care if we get thumped because I'll tell you what, uh, this, this is my least favorite. This is the scariest Lionel Messi that I've seen. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, no there joke. is nothing he cannot do. Right. He seems, what was the quote at the beginning of it? That when the champions league started, he had basically asserted that he was going to take it back to Barcelona. And that was just about it. I mean, that, Liverpool weren't great in that match, but that free kick was something else. I, I just yeah. it, the fact that it was his 600th goal on the anniversary of the day that he scored his first goal. It, it's like the man is an alien who has a sense of history. I yeah, it it is a reckoning is, uh, for yeah. him. So I'm not looking past it at all. Um, I think Spurs have it in them. I think uh, you know uh, to come away. Uh, I can see 2-1 coming away on away goals. Okay. Um, and then uh, June 1, I will just – it will not matter what happens. Yeah. It could be 10-0, and I will have a smile on my face because we'll have been there. We'll have been there. We'll have stamped our ticket. The and... glory of the Europa League is the fact that the final is at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. <clears throat> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's like the Champions League final, except in the middle of the workday. <laughs> <laughs> so – Maximum <laughs> attendance. I know yes. we're just extemping at the end of this, but I love it because I was like, you know, the, the the juxtaposition between an FA Cup on a Saturday and the fifteen to twenty people that'll be at Johnny's awkwardly at two p.m. on a Wednesday and you know, we make it yeah. versus strange days if you guys make a Champions League final. Oh. A little bit different in terms of time. wall to wall, guys. That wall to nuts. wall. Yeah, that will be. Well, folks, that is all we have time for today. Uh, big thanks, as always, to my guests, Jared Bustamante and Boyce Richardson. Don't forget to share the love by rating us from iTunes and, of course, subscribing to our weekly episodes. You can also check out our musings on our Twitter page, at KickCornerFlag, as well as our Facebook page and Instagram handle, at KickCornerFlag. Final words, Jared. Talk to me on uh, Wednesday evening. Talk to you Wednesday evening. All right. And, Boyce? Talk to me on Thursday evening. All right. You can talk to me on any time, any day. All right, guys, that'll do it. Thanks again, and until next week.